0: Welcome back to this episode of When Doves Podcast. This is uh, Jared going solo again. Ed's off doing some other stuff this summer. But I am uh, super, super stoked today to talk to a couple of new friends of the show. Um, You guys might remember that in the beginning of July, I talked about I had gone up to see the Peach Festival, which is a music festival up in northeastern Pennsylvania. It's only about two hours from Philly where, where we're located. And while I was there... I saw this band, a band that was new to me, and a buddy I was with there was like, let's go check out these guys. So we went over, and they totally knocked us out, not the least of which is because during the set, they did an incredible cover of Prince's I Would Die For You. So it is my great pleasure and honor to welcome two members of the Shady Recruits, Marcus and David. Guys, welcome to Win Dove's podcast.
1: Thank you. Hey,
0: we're so glad you guys are here. So, listen, uh, you guys have, are having like a pretty busy summer, yeah? There's like a lot going on. There's a, a lot. lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell us what's happened. You just released a new record, right? Your 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 full length debut, right?
1: Yep, uh, Incognito. Yeah, Let's call
0: called. It was just released on July 1st, so it's brand spanking new. Brand, brand new. new. Yeah,
1: and uh, I
0: gotta say, so I've listened to the record, and uh, you know, I th- this is just a quick sidebar. I downloaded it off iTunes, and I just think it's funny. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Your EP, which is just the self-titled EP, is listed under rock, but Incognito is listed under jazz. Did you guys see that? <laughs> no, I <laughs> didn't. Yeah, yeah. So to, to me, that says they don't know what to do with y'all. They just don't. They just don't know what to do with that. Um, I mean, no, I mean,
1: don't either. So. Yeah,
0: they, they don't, because your your sound is, I think, when I listen to the record, it's so complex. I feel like there's a ton of stuff happening in that album. So could you tell us a little bit about the process of that record, how it came together, what you guys have been, how long, you know, I know the pandemic screwed everybody's time level up, but how long were you working on it and, and all the sounds well, that are in the there, it?
2: Actually the pandemic for us actually helped us write this record. Um we got snowed in at uh, Marcus King's house who uh produced the record. Um, but most of the songs were written by me and David. So a lot of it was just songs that like we had and uh we just brought to the table and just kind of like went went for it that way. Um and then we wrote some songs while we were there. And that that's the great thing about being snowed in with people is that you uh you got nothing but time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, it's just like, if you're not working, then like, what, what are you really doing? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's why we started this podcast. We, we were stuck in the pandemic and we thought, let's do something to keep our minds going and be creative. Um, now, like David, let me ask you, like when you guys, to me, a lot of that record sounds pretty live. Is it, is it, is it a lot of tracks laid down individually or it sounds like it's really live in the room to me?
1: Uh, a lot of it is uh, is in fact live. Uh, we we do go back and like you know add you know organ layers or extra keyboard layers or you know vocal overdubs, horn overdubs. But um, you know a lot of the meat, a lot of the meat and potatoes is very much live.
0: Yeah, that's very cool because I, I I feel like when I listen to it, even digitally, I feel like I hear the warmth of the room. I feel like I hear the warmth of you guys. Uh, all like communicating yeah. together uh and, and working together which is pretty cool how was it working with marcus king as a producer great <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we've all um, we've we've all
2: had extensive uh time with marcus king um so we've all we're all friends you know what i'm saying yeah so it's just like really it was a giant slumber party that we all just wrote a cd on so That's it was yeah, it was really fun. And it's just like, you know, you are locked in a house with with people that you've been on the road with. So you kind of know people a little better than you think. Always a good time. Always a good um
0: he's a great dude. He's a phenomenal guitar player if you haven't noticed. <laughs> oh, he's uh, he's unbelievable and he's a great songwriter too and a good singer. He's a good singer. Yeah. Right. So
2: when you have somebody like that on on your your side and on your team, it makes things so much easier. Like we wrote a song on that CD uh, called "Honey Trap," yeah. And basically, we sat down, wrote the lyrics, and then he was like, "I want you to sing it." And then I was like, "But I don't." Really. Just like, <laughs> well, it's <laughs> like I got you <laughs> <For> now. <laughs> All right, now you got a track with Marcus King singing with you. It's like, oh, okay.
1: That's so, it, cool. like,
2: always having that confidence and always having, like, you know, when you it's not like a work relationship where it's like I'm paying you to produce this CD. So we have to be professional. It's like we can try things and we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. So it's especially with Marcus, him being like almost a musical genius, then it's like,
0: it's real easy. (laughs) Yeah. That's very, very cool. And, And I feel like I hear all of that when I listen to, when I listen to the record. So you guys, you played at Peach. That was that first weekend in July. How did you feel? I mean, I thought it was a great gig. How were you guys feeling after that show? Were you feeling good about it?
1: Oh, absolutely,
0: man. Like, that I'm it, on my uh, I mean, you had I mean, besides the fact that you all were killing it, yeah, Taz come out, which was super fun. Um, yeah, just like, did you feel like the good the I feel like the crowd was super into you? I felt like you were getting great response. Yeah,
1: especially when we hit the prince.
0: Yeah, especially. Especially when the especially when you hit the prince for sure. Um so let's 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 go over there. So like when I listen when I listen to your record and when I listen to the EP, I feel like I'm hearing. I, I feel like I hear Prince. I feel like I hear Stevie Wonder, The Meters, Santana, The Allman Brothers. I feel like I hear Chick Korea, like Return to Forever kind of stuff. Let's like, go, I, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I hear that in there, which is all you know. Like that's all the language I'm speaking. Yes, sir. Tell me, like, okay, so. Like- so do you guys when you're when you're sitting down to re- work on that music, do you think, oh, we want to sound like, oh, let's do a Santana sound. Let's do a let's do a print sound. Or is it just sort of what happens organically as you're creating the work? Very That's much organic. Great.
2: Yeah, super organic. I mean, I've been listening to Trick Korea my whole life. So it's like some of that stuff is gonna come out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned Chick specifically because like for both me and Marcus, he's just absolutely like he's the best. You know, top top yeah. three. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: He's the
2: best. It's,
1: it's him and Herbie Hancock as
2: number one piano player for me. Yeah. And it's a tie. It's not my...
0: And, like, that Return to Forever sound, it is so, like, it's so big. And, like, there's so much air in it and stuff. And I feel like I hear that in a lot of these tracks yeah. as well, which is, which is super well, that, cool.
1: They, they, we're, we're, very much, we're very much influenced by, you know, the, like, Return to Forever, Mahavishnu, Vishnu, that era of, like, you know, 70s fusion. Like, that's, that's a big... Staple for us, and it always has been.
0: Yeah, it's very cool, and it's it's really clear to hear when you guys when you when you pulled out the "I Would Die for You" cover. What, why that, why that song? And uh, did you like? How much did you rehearse it? Did you think it was going to go over big? What did you think?
2: Well, for me, that's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. So I was just like, we're going to (laughs) do. We were doing the set list, and I was like, no, we're doing Prince. I would die for you. And a lot of people don't realize how easy that song is as far as like notation wise, but it was just like, for me, that's, like I said, that's one of my favorite songs. So I don't know. Well, you do not really think about people like liking it or not. I, I was just like.
0: <laughs> well, of course everybody's going to like it, right? Like my, the buddy who I was with, you guys started playing it. And he looked at me and he went, are they playing? Is that I would die for you? I'm like, I think it is. And the crowd just went nuts. And the thing I, I think, I'll be curious what you guys think about this statement I'm about to make. So, you know, the Peach Festival is kind of, you know, it's a jam band, hippie fest kind of thing. You know, it's all kinds of stuff. The thing I think maybe your casual music fan doesn't know, in my opinion, is that Prince loved the jam. He loved to yeah. jam. You know, oh, and he was a huge Santana fan, as we know. Yeah. And I feel like he has so many, so many tracks that, have these long codas in them. And I think if he if he had his druthers, he would, I mean, and we know he would play for hours and hours and hours. He would just jam out all the time. Um, so I feel like he's a pretty natural fit, actually, for that scene, even though some people may not think so. They look at
2: Categorized Prince as like R&B guy. But Prince is a real musician. And if you're a real musician, jamming is probably like the first thing you learn how to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got these chord progressions. Let's jam. Let's make music. And yeah. Prince, uh, I mean, like if you watch, there's this um live in Las Vegas DVD, um, Prince yeah. DVD, that was just like something that me and my brothers would watch. Like we would go home and watch that after school, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, but right. all they did was jam. Everybody <laughs> had a solo. It yeah. had Rob uh no, John Blackwell, R.I.P. And then it had like, you know, Ronda Smith. And there's always a percussion break, yeah. always Sheila E doing her thing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Throwing the foot on the on the timbales and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like Prince was always all about jamming. Like, yeah. perfect example to be at a jam festival and play a Prince song because it's never, it's not really represented. You don't really hear Prince at an Almond Brothers festival.
0: No, <laughs> no. people don't think that that's a natural fit, but. I think given, I mean, just judging the way the crowd responded, right? I mean, they were digging all your own music too, of course, but they hear something they know and it's such a great tune and everyone just like, I felt like I could feel everyone's joy ratchet up just a little bit more. And everyone was having such a good time watching you guys and it just sort of ratcheted up that much more, uh, which I think that's what music is supposed to do, yeah? I mean, that's what we wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I I you know, I know when we went into it, like, I noticed that lift of energy almost immediately. Like, yeah, it was, you can
0: yeah, yeah you, you really could. It was really palpable, I think, in the in the space. So like when you guys like when you when you're talking about your influences and Prince fixing the fits in the mix there. And I know, Marcus, right before we started recording, you were saying how much you your parents listened to him. You always had him on. Are there like favorite albums, favorite records, favorite eras? that really appealed to you for different kinds of reasons? Well,
2: um, of course, Purple Rain, I think, was, like, the first CD for me that I really was like, what is going on? Like, I didn't know what was going on. And then, like, uh, <laughs> as I got older, like, one of my favorite Prince, one of yeah. my favorite Prince uh, CDs is Musicology. Yeah, and I think it's, it's because... I found musicology uh, for me, and it wasn't like my parents were listening to it and whatnot. Like musicology for me was just like one of the first Prince, and it was so musical. It's, yeah. I don't know, man. People yeah. really underestimate Prince, and at that time when I was, um, you know, they had like magazines and stuff like that. Prince was on everything. He was on the drum magazine. He was on the keyboard magazine. He was on the guitar player magazine. And it was just like, did he really do all this by himself? But, you know, they would talk about that recording process. And they said Prince would call them like three, four in the morning and be like, all right, I wrote all this down. Now just come play
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, like, I remember hearing a quote from, you guys might have seen this somewhere. It was um, Dave Grohl said this when he met Prince um, after, um, oh, I forget what it was. I guess when Prince was doing that standout in L.A. And Grohl said, you know, what are you going to do? You meet the guy. He's the best drummer. He's the best bass player. He's the best guitar player. He's the best dancer. He's the best singer. And he's the best songwriter. What do you, What do you do with that when you
2: meet that dude in the room? If I for me, uh, I thought you had to play all the instruments because that's what Prince did. You know what I'm saying? Like. My my mom and my dad would definitely say, oh, man, if you want to be a musician, you got to be like Prince. And I was like, well, what does Prince do? And they were like, everything. <laughs> and you better learn how to do the splits and do it in high heels. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no... You can't... It's like Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. It's like one of the greatest of all time that you'll ever get a chance to like... If you got a chance to meet Prince, like, as a musician, I feel like... You did
0: it! <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, that's true. David, are there are there favorite records and eras for you for Prince? Favorite songs?
1: I I really uh, I really like uh, Let's Let's Work is a big favorite of mine. Just oh because,
0: yeah, Let's Work is a jam. I really like yeah, it.
1: yeah. It's a jam. One, five to that one. Uh, Nothing compares to you. I really like. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's actually funny. Um, you know, Prince has just such a vast like you know catalog it's enormous it's so big uh, yeah i I mean i just like i love i love all almost all of it for different reasons and and, and, like another funny thing is like when we played uh i would die for you at peach that was that was the first time we've actually uh introduced prince into our set i'm and i mean i can tell you right now it sure won't be the last
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not yeah i have a feeling that might come up again from time to time um, I feel like uh, I'll be curious what you guys think about this I feel like when I listen to Incognito along with the Chick Corea and all these other things I feel like I hear some Dirty Mind era prints in there a little bit
2: yeah we all got Dirty Minds we are a band that, um everybody in our band is a phenomenal musician, somebody that's been playing forever. Dave, David went to Berkeley. I've been doing music since I was nine years old. So, like, with all that, it's like all our influences are always going to come out. But, like, when you have people who are that eclectic and that uh understands music the way we do, we are always going to add our influences in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always an homage to... All the people we grew up listening to and learning from, basically. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, especially so when you t- talk about stuff like that, like you got like James Brown, right? And then you got Prince, who just did what James Brown was doing, but way better, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. How he directs the band. And like, so when we're recording live and stuff like that, it's like when, you know, we can look and be like, all right, hit on the one. And then we'll hit, or you know, um, a lot of that guitar work. You know what I'm saying? That Prince and James Brown was known for. You know, will always show up in our work and stuff like that. It's
0: just, yeah, we
2: just always play <laughs> what we feel like playing, but it usually goes back to what we love.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, um, to me, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. I, I'm, I, I'm guessing you guys probably feel this way too. I'm not a huge fan of um labeling music as this is this genre this is this genre this is only this yeah. thing, right i feel like that's unfair i mean like look like i said you guys are classified under jazz and rock two <laughs> separate records you know i think uh i feel like there's just there's just music out there right and it's you know we can argue about taste and i like this better than i like this or you know whatever but uh i feel like the labeling of genre on music isn't always the right thing to do. Would you agree with that, David? What do you think?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we are very much, uh, we're very much a band that just plays what they like. You know, it doesn't you know matter to us any sort of, you know, categorization. We're just going to, we're just going to go up and just throw it down. Yeah. And whatever comes out.
0: And you, and you guys throw it down. So, so you play to the peach and you have a little break and you're going back out this later this month, right?
1: Uh, next Saturday starts our album release tour.
0: That's awesome. And so it, now if I, if I saw the dates correctly, it's mostly uh, like around that sort of East coast, Southern district, right? You're in Georgia, you're in South Carolina, obviously where are you guys coming back up Southeast, north yeah. anyway soon, coming up this way towards Philly, New York this way anytime soon, or is that maybe in the future? We, uh,
1: the- so we are looking because uh, you know Marcus the uh, Marcus King band goes back out on tour as soon as we pretty much as soon as we get back from our tour and uh, so w- so we're gonna have a kind of a break until about I think like November third through the tenth is our next window after that and we were talking about coming up towards like you know Richmond and like going towards the north uh, northeast so right. uh, hopefully hopefully we can get uh, some worked out there. Uh, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it.
0: That's uh, exciting. I hope, I, I would love to get you guys up here to Philly. I think you'd get a really warm welcome up here uh, uh, if you guys could get up here and play. And like, are Absolutely. you guys with, uh, you know, with your writing process, are you guys always working on ideas? I'm guessing probably yes, right? There's always new ideas that you're sort of percolating with or are you taking a break after this new record and just sort of concentrating on that and the tour right now?
1: Well, we've... Uh we've already got new ideas for the next record on, you know, you know, on file. And, you know, we're, you know, we're going to be taking some time, you know, during this tour to really, you know, kind of bring those ideas back out. A lot of them were, you know, started when the pandemic was kind of first in, in full swing. And, you know, we're going to, you know, bring up, bring back some of those ideas and, you know, start work, start working them in, you know, on the on the spot and so you know we'll be that much ahead for the next record
0: that's that's really exciting that's very very cool uh i look forward to hearing that when it comes out um so listen guys i don't want to keep you too long because i i so appreciate you even taking the time to talk to me um what if i so if i put you under the gun right and you can only take what like give me your give me your your top five prince songs can you do it
2: i got you
0: Oh shit! Marcus is ready to go. All right, he's no hesitation. Okay. No hesitation. He's ready. Top five.
2: Yeah, Let's Work. Nineteen ninety nine. Oh my gosh, I can't think. I would die for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my name is Prince.
2: Oh yeah. And then uh, I would say, um, uh, I just can't stop writing songs about you. Love you so much. I can't think of the name of that song. I think it was on Musicology or something yeah. like that, but it's yeah, and it sounds like a D'Angelo song, yeah. Which it does, yeah,
0: it does. I know what you mean. Uh, what I like about your list is you're spanning like the whole era. You're getting a little something from from the whole era in that top five, which is pretty. Well, awesome. I'm
2: a keyboard player, so like 1999 is probably the most iconic, other than Jump and like Toto. Yeah. Yeah. That is like an iconic keyboard song, you know what I'm saying? Because of that synth pad and you know, that era and that time where all those instruments were new and whatnot. I don't know. That I don't know. I could I could live my life on those five songs and be justified. <laughs> and still musically inclined
0: because it's Absolutely, all like oh, I mean I I've 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 heard people say, you know, that that keyboard riff is what invented the 1980s. You know, that that's yeah. when the 80s really started.
2: For sure. I 100% agree with that, because it was probably on a uh,
0: Roland Juno.
2: And, uh, you know, that was Roland's first um, polyphonic keyboard. So those sounds, those J brass sounds, as they call them now, that is iconic. And every every time I pick one of those sounds, I play
0: 1999. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, David, how about you? Can you do a top five?
1: Uh, let's see, man. Um, I would say, you know, uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say Marcus and I's list is going to overlap slightly. So, <laughs> so I would say in no particular order, nothing compares to you.
0: Yep.
1: Let's work. Um, I would die for you. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I really, uh, I actually really like uh sexy motherfucker a lot.
0: It's because it's a jam. <laughs> that's why you like it a lot. Because it's a hardcore yeah. jam. Yeah.
1: It, 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 Honestly, you
0: forgot about that.
1: <laughs> and uh, what? That's four, right? All right. <laughs>
0: that's four. Yeah, one got, more.
1: All right, one more. I would say, dude, Raspberry Beret. That's a good ass song, man.
0: It's an all-timer. I think it's an all-timer myself. That would be in my top five. Raspberry Beret is an all timer. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and that
2: and like Little Red Corvette, like they just, that's also another song that I was listening to actually the other day. And I was like, I don't know if that's a keyboard or a guitar. Like a lot of those songs in that era, even like Manic Monday, Prince wrote that. Yeah. And it's just like he had so much, he has so much range of what he could and could do. It was just, it's the insane. Thing, it's, a lot of good songs are blues. Yeah. I mean, chord progression and all is, um, a lot of people don't know. Um, Wait, are you talking him? about
1: Kiss?
2: Kiss. Kiss. That's Kiss.
1: Yeah. Kiss. Frenchy, David. <laughs> yeah. Every wedding gig I do, I play that damn song.
0: Oh yeah, man. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Right on. Well, listen guys, I want to thank you for your time. And I want to say to everybody who listens to the show, Please check out the Shady Recruits. Listen to their new album. It's called Incognito. You are going to super enjoy it. And uh, if, if whoever's listening, who's down in the southeastern region of the U.S., check these guys out on tour. You will not be disappointed. The show is absolutely stellar. And I hope they come back up our way sometime soon. Uh, so it is my thanks to David and Marcus of the Shady Recruits for spending some time with us today. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thank you.
1: Thank you.
2: I'm just a good guy. 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 I'm just a good guy.